Hi everyone, welcome to STEPS audio channel. We are very excited to share our content from STEPS events to learn all about the latest trends in startups, digital media, fintech, future tech, and wellness in emerging markets. You can find us on Enagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite channel and we hope you enjoy the content. I will kick off our discussion with our very first question uh, to Mr. Saad. So, what are the factors that have contributed to the oversaturation of the fintech industry? Um, I think maybe perhaps the premise needs to be... Can't no, I, I was saying, I think perhaps maybe we need to question the premise first. Is the MENA fintech um, industry oversaturated, right? So I think typically when, it, especially when we're sitting in the UAE or Saudi Arabia, we talk about the MENA region, we typically try to think of the Gulf plus Egypt. And we forget about Morocco and Algeria, which are even more populous than Saudi Arabia or the other Gulf nations. Um, I think that it, particularly in the UAE, which has made it very easy to launch, it seems things are quite saturated. But when you look at the overall market, you know, it's a market of half a billion people. Um, expense particularly is in the SME, se- in the SME sector. It's a $1.2 trillion market. Um, and it's not being addressed yet. Less than 5% of lending goes to SMEs. So I think there's still a long way, particularly on the SME side. We, I don't believe we've reached that saturation point. Um, but I do see that perhaps on the consumer side, um, you've got a lot of peer-to-peers, a lot of wallets, um, um, where you know there's a proliferation of BMPL players out there. So there might be certain areas of FinTech that are saturated. I still think there's a long way to go until the market's uh, completely saturated. Mr. Namir, I know you just hit your head and you're not feeling quite too well, but what do you have to say to us about this? So, I mean, if you talk about it, the market is saturated. So, it's a quick one. The market is not saturated at all, right? So, okay, there's saturation that may happen with overpopulation towards one specific taxonomy or one specific sector in the fintech industry which is largely the same when it comes to payments yeah but if you take another macro level step back you're looking into like a complete 22 country base over here not just one single country when you're looking at the region i always say that region is a gold mine i said this five years before and i have to say this even now the markets that are saturated would be the far east and of course the western markets now, why is the market not saturated? Let's pick up the numbers. We have like 700 plus fintechs in the region, right? 600 plus here are over here and specifically UAE. Then on top of that, $800 billion were invested. Just 2022 first half, I believe it was $800 million that was invested. And that is again increasing year over year. So that again is an indicator that there is strong appetite for even venture capitalists looking into this market. And if a VC or a venture capitalist is looking into a market by investing more into fintechs, that means that they also see some potential. Why do you see the potential is? If you look into it, then you go back to the basics, the demographics, which is very favorable, the psychographics, again, quite favorable because the consumer over here in our region has been historically more adoptive towards newer platforms, newer technologies, and numbers speaks for themselves, right? Then 
over the past couple of years, why it's again not saturated because regulations are opening up the space more and more. So the regulators are coming up with frameworks, they're coming up with uh, policies that are a lot more conducive to support uh, the fintech industry. And then the taxonomy is becoming more wider. Now, I mean, Saad had pioneered going into the expense management space. Now you have many more expense management companies as well. Again, that tells you why now, now the focus is towards more towards enabling a very important piece of the economy, which is SMEs. So certainly it's not getting saturated. Clearly, it's only opening up more and more. And most importantly, saturation comes in when you're offering a product that is not relevant to the market. So we all know that the region and especially the GCC countries are now competing over who's going to be the most leading and emerging market when it comes to the fintech industry. In your opinion, Mrs. Sonia, are there any negative consequences of a saturated fintech industry in the region? Um, I think, well, I think everyone's arguing here that it's not as saturated as, uh, as it's, it's, it's maybe hyped up to be. Um, people are coming, there's still companies popping up because they see funding available and there's, there's white space. Um, so there's still pain points in the market that, they're, that, the, the, that these new companies are addressing. What I do see happening with the saturation or all these companies coming up is that you tend to see, so any given business model, for example, BNPL you mentioned before, there's at the time when we invested into Tabby, there was four that we were assessing at the very same time. Not all of them are going to survive. So that's something you'll see a lot. Maybe you can say negative. So you'll see basically survival of the fittest. Well, the, the ones that are strong will, will survive. And it's just natural competitive uh, competition that come, comes up. So um, these, these things can not, I would say they're actually good for the ecosystem to get some more competition, some choice with people uh, when you're investing and when, which products you want, which products you want to use. And it makes these companies become better when they know there's competition out there. Totally agree. Now, Mrs. Padmani, what do you have to tell us? Well, you know, I think uh, both Saad and Namir and Sonia have actually said the same thing I'm going to say, but let me actually break it down for you. I actually don't think the market's oversaturated, right? But let's break down the numbers a little bit because <clears throat> it's really interesting that outside of oil, the UAE is actually the largest consumer-driven economy, roughly $160 billion, right? So that's consumer spend. Of this $160 billion, about $40 billion actually comes from outside of the country or tourists. So $120 billion left. Of that, 60% is housing and education. So now you've got about $50 billion left for consumer spend. And then there's an additional $40 billion that actually gets sent outside of the country in terms of remittances. So now let's talk about the $40 billion first, right? So $40 billion is actually sent out by largely modest income migrants. They have literally no availability of credit. Um, largely unprotected by insurance, except for medical insurance. Um, they don't invest. They send most of their money back home. Then let's talk about the 70 billion. So of the 70 billion in housing ed and education, who do you know? Who do you know? Which FinTech do we know that actually exists out there outside of banking that provides mortgages? So actually, 
let me make a point here. There's 55 banks that are licensed by the UAE Central Bank. So I argue that actually banking is oversaturated and fintech is actually trying to fill consumer needs. So no, it's not oversaturated. Fintechs are actually trying to fill consumer needs, right? And what are they doing? They're finding niche markets. They're providing better products. They're providing it faster. They're trying to do things differently. And in doing that, they're, they're eventually, we're not even at the point where I can say there's multiple in every category, but eventually consumer needs will get filled. And when those consumer needs get filled by multiple players, then we can say that we're at that stage where there's an oversaturation of the market. I think we often fail to see the difference between startups that actually launch and very uh, and fail very near to when they launch as oversaturation. That's not a an oversaturation problem. That's a funding problem. That's you know there's a whole bunch of issues that that can come up for that. But oversaturation is when all consumer needs are met. There's multiple market needs that are being met, and we're not there yet. And and here's the biggest point about what fintech does and what banking does as as, uh, as a whole. You fill the needs, right? You fill market needs. You fill them to the point where the consumer wins. And right now, I don't see that happening either. So our own panel revolves around the idea and this common misconception <clears throat> of the oversaturation of the fintech industry. In your opinion, what's the main reason behind this common misconception? Why does everyone think that we do have an over oversaturated fintech industry? So, I mean, as we always discuss, payment is the heart of fintech. That's where it all starts. When you have a plethora of wallet players uh, catering the same segment within a small market, then eventually saturation will appear within a specific taxonomy, within a specific sector within fintech. So that then basically spans out across the industry. So I think having too many wallet players is not an indicator that the overall market is, uh, we try to generalize the market perspective and the outlook based on one specific subset of the industry, right? So that's one of the things I would say the lens that we look at by which we see this. Uh, second is, um, I mean, for me, payments is the core. That's where the oversaturation piece happens. The second is when, when you're talking about frustration that's out there, right? So. A lot of times we talk about licenses, let's say, not being issued, right? So that leads to a lot of frustration generally in terms of the fintech industry not being able to have that conducive environment or not being able to go out live. And then again, frustration leads to generalizing the industry that it's saturated. So for me, it is one specific sector through which we look at. Uh, but then again, if you if you go back and you pick up the specific different subsets, they're clearly not, uh, I would say, saturated. So then there would be lack of substance that I would be able to add to it on why. I think the appearance of saturation in the market um, came because there was a lot of capital going towards it. And, you know, people see that happening, a lot of companies popping up. And, they, and, and so there's a lot of hype around this sector specifically, which gave us the appearance that is, it is, 
over oversaturated. But the, but as I was saying before, the reason they're doing this is because there's there are holes to be plugged, and then as, as, as there's like there's a lot of needs that are not being fulfilled, and that's why the art companies are coming up and, and trying to fulfill the, these these opportunities and these needs. Um, when you see something that's oversaturated, you'll generally stop seeing a lot of people putting funding towards that mar that market and a lot of companies are popping up because they're going to move on to something else if, if they're not going to get any market share. Um, so because there's there there are some some white space here, that's why I think we still have this appearance oversaturated because of what, how many companies have come up and and the excel the acceleration of the adoption of fintech in the last uh, two years, especially uh, after the pandemic or during the pandemic. I think was probably also why we thought there was that that appearance that it is. Just to add to this, right? In fact, a question to you, right? So instead of, I would say the saturation piece, um, wouldn't it be on the flip side a positive thing because of the emergence of so many fintechs in the space yeah. and then catering the wider market itself? Yeah, because we actually because we at VentureSuit launched the first fintech yeah. fund in the region. And to be honest, a lot of people had asked us when we did this, as like, are there enough fintechs? Like, that was the question that was asked, you know, in 2020. Are there enough fintechs for you guys to, to have um, a, a, a sector-specific fund dedicated fintech? And now I'm on a panel talking about oversaturation. So yeah, I mean, that, that shows how much things have changed and how the adoption has happened um, and, 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 and how, why, like, how it things have accelerated in this aspect. And then on top of that, right, if we see that there's a new opening up of the market itself, like Saudi, that's opening up more and yeah. more uh, as we speak. I mean, just, I mean, pay, the Paytap guys are here in front of us, right? Mm -hmm. So Hani and Neil and both are here. So the thing is, they're expanding into the other markets as well. I mean, if a payment player is expanding into other markets rapidly, then that clearly means that there's enough needs that are not being fulfilled. And and the support of the, gov the government and regulation has been extremely helpful in the in, in this sector specifically um, so if we didn't have that you also would not see these the number of uh, companies that have popped up I know you but you were, you were trying to say something Sorry? I think you were trying to say something no no, no, no. I, I was just I, I was listening to what you had to actually say. I do have a question for you sure uh, what do you think is the main reason behind the fintech industry becoming so popular over the past few years um I, I think um, I look at it in two ways, right? So I was just saying to Padmini that the last time I was on the stage with her was five years ago at uh, the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. And I think that we were a handful of fintechs at the time that started this journey. And we would go to banks and regulators and they would have no idea what we were talking about. You'd go and ask for a custodial account. You'd ask for a bin sponsor. They had no clue. Then I think that what, what we've seen and the massive change that has happened, I would say probably beginning 2020, was when you had sandboxes being launched by the regulators. You had the stored value, uh, the SVF license from the CWAE, Sa uh, Saudi Arabia introducing the EMI license. And then suddenly there was a set of guidelines and rules. Now I know how I can come to this market. And then you have players such as um, Nimcard out of the UAE or Infineos in, in, in Bahrain that enable uh, fintechs as uh, banking as a service players. That, so now, without any financial services knowledge, as a tech entrepreneur or non-tech CEO, 
I can decide I want to put a wallet into my application, I want to issue a card, I want to do remittances, and I don't have to have any financial background. And that's what I think has happened in the last two, three years. Plus, I, I also think there's a lot of jumping on the bandwagon as well in our region. So as soon as one thing happens, you'll see five or six try to come straight after that. So um, sometimes investors miss the boat on one and they'll go back and look at someone that's trying to do the same thing. But at an earlier stage, it gets them in cheaper. It gets them a bigger stake. Um, so, the, I mean, I think that's my, my um, response to that. It, it has become easier and it's getting easier. So um, um, you've had other people pioneering and teaching the banks and the regulators. I mean, you guys have done a fantastic job at Mina Fintech to, to um, um, act as a think tank for the regulators in the region. Otherwise, it was impossible to go and reach out to these guys. They don't answer your calls, emails, and it's, I think, become a lot easier now to do. But Mani, I have a question for you now. What impact does the saturation of the fintech market have on traditional financial institutions? Well, it's definitely creating more competition, right? So um, one thing is that uh, traditional financial institutions were obviously not filling all consumer needs, right? And so fintechs are actually seeing these needs and they are filling that gap. Uh, when traditional financial institutions see that, they say, okay, well, you know what? Is it a gap I can fill? Can I be better than the fintech? Can I, <clears throat> can I um, include that fintech within uh, my, you know, whatever partnership or acquire the fintech, right? So I think what it's done is it's actually made a number of traditional financial institutions look at tech very differently and want to either be part, participate with the, the tech company or acquire it. And so it's actually really good for this landscape to see that because over time, financial institutions will realize that you don't always have to build it yourself. You can actually look for an innovator to be able to do it and actually do it better than you. Now that you have almost 10 minutes left, I'm going to be asking a general question and leave the stage for you and for the audience if they have any question. Lastly, how does the saturation of the market affect the innovation? And most importantly, what can be done to address the issue of the saturation of the fintech industry? Um, I think that the, the, when, when we go to VCs to raise money, I, one of the main questions is how are you different, right? I think when you're reaching that saturation point, or if, if, if we agree if there is saturation or not, is how are you different, right? And if we have 10 or 20 of the same products in the market, how does the consumer or, or the business choose? How does this um, startup raise funds without um, differentiating itself? I think that's going to be... Um, a critical factor with anyone trying to start up now, especially in certain niches, whether it's P2P payments, whether it's buy now, pay later, or uh, the space that we play in, which is expense management, is that if anyone's coming in, how are you going to be different? Simply just the fact that you're starting in a different geography isn't going to make a difference because everyone in, in our region is trying to get out of their market, right? You, you know, you've already sown the seeds to launch in Saudi or Egypt or Morocco, wherever it might be. So I think one of the critical things is how do you differentiate from uh, the rest of the saturated market? So 
my closing points would be if you were to address this the it's it's a recommendation so one of the ways that you're different is not just the product is the approach that you take and i'm a firm believer because we're not in the era because a lot of times we give this advice to the entrepreneurs launch quickly and fail fast right so i would be and this is my personal opinion is that do your homework left right completely inside out and understand what market you're operating in your differentiating factor is your approach but two don't rush into it build your understand the space that you operate in understand the partners that you would need this is the main game the strategy behind you because eventually there're going to be a lot of players who will offer the same product your differentiation factor as a fintech needs to be how do you map the ecosystem as who are going to be your partners who are going to be your customers what technology do you need what infrastructure players do you need at the back once you have formed that connectivity behind once you have mapped it then it gets a lot more easier for you to even compete with existing players out in the market one two you firewall the competition so this is my recommendation for becoming a lot more different when it comes to uh, addressing the oversaturated market or the potentially I think uh, the fintechs uh, here have a natural moat because of the regulation that's required um, for most of these companies to operate. And as they move from market to market, they need to, you know, regulate in each market. So that's a natural moat that tends to help with this oversaturation that comes that comes ar ar around these companies. Um, so the, different, the differentiation that we look for is how how are these companies moving across borders? Because not we have we have a, an amazing number of, of uh, people and GDP per capita in our in within MENA but if you're not operating in all, all those markets you're, you're it's, it's very difficult to, to scale because not not one market can really make you that that uniform or what we're looking for so that's that's what we spend most of our that time understanding how are these companies going to scale and that's their what their what's their differentiation and that is is that that is an important part so um Innovation is literally a survival scale for any entrepreneur, right? Um, and competition actually leads to more innovation. And then when you've got more innovation, you're actually changing the landscape. So if you think about it, Apple wasn't the first smartphone in, in the world, right? It was, there was already a crowded market. Um, Tesla was not the first car in the world. There was already a whole bunch of cars. There were already actually electric cars at the time. So <clears throat> keep innovating because that is what will actually lead to your success. I don't think that we're oversaturated. We're definitely not at the, the level of having enough consumer choice. So keep on innovating. We've come to this panel with a very specific question, which was why is the fintech market oversaturated? And I think our audience today is leaving us with the new, with the new idea of that this fintech industry is not that saturated after all. So now that we have five minutes left, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give each one of you one minute to say anything or like whatever you want to say about the fintech industry to change this misconception once and for all. Let's start with you. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, look, I, I, when you look at the MENA region, the MENA region is 19 countries, half a billion plus population. Um, 
we always talk about Saudi Arabia. Yes, it's the economic powerhouse of, of, the, of the region, but it's not in the top three most populous countries. Um, Morocco, Algeria, Egypt, Iran all come in front. Now, um, by virtue of conflict within our region, countries like Syria, Iraq, Yemen, uh, sanctions against Iran don't allow us to go into these markets where they're less easier to access. So when we look at the, the, the entire MENA region is as big as the European Union, right? Um, and we only focus on a few countries within the MENA region, Egypt, Saudi, UAE, and then the rest of the Gulf nations. There's still a lot more to be done, right? Um, and I, you know, we, we will put in our pitch decks and things when we're, when we're meeting investors or banks or regulators and say we're uh, um, operating in the MENA region. But you, I don't think you can call yourself a, a, a MENA player unless you go beyond these few countries. You, you've got to be, the MENA extends all the way to Morocco in the West, to Iran in the East, right? It's a huge place. And we only operate in that small niche space um, that um, between the Gulf and Egypt, right? So I think that if you, if you, we will be at saturation point when you can open an expense account in Morocco, and you can pay with an expense card in Iran. So for me, if I was to say anything is say, build, this is the opportunity. Don't focus. I mean, again, my personal opinion, being an entrepreneur myself, I don't believe personally to, to go out and build another wallet. For example, I would rather say I would build a platform. I will build a solution such that could actually plug in with the existing customer base of not just one platform, but millions of, you know, uh, millions of customers that I can access via the platform that I can work with because they've already already done a lot of the the customer acquisition fees. They've already done a lot of, uh, I would say, burn in terms of acquiring those customers, right? So instead of competing with some of those, you know, I would say uninvited competition, instead try to build a solution because now before we go into oversaturation or saturation of a market, it is important to see how you can work with the platform that are already out there. And trust me, most of the unicorns that are now coming out as well and emerging from different, uh, I would say, different continents, different regions, are those that are actually enabling and enhancing the value proposition of an existing large player. Um, my advice to you in Texas is find a major pain point in this sector, which there are a lot of. Um, we all get frustrated at many points in time when it comes to the, the financial services. Um, but to build, a, to, to find a pain point and build something that by bringing tech in to make it more efficient and then grow it from there. This market is a very interesting market. They, like The world is your oyster. You can build from here and you can build for the world. Um, from here, we have a company that started here and now is expanded to Spain. And is expanding to France after that. So there's there like there are possibilities to build from here for the rest of the world. Um, so the, the the world is is uh, your oyster. You can uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there. So um, actually, that's a great segue into what I was going to say, which is don't think of your competition as just the Mena region, just Dubai, just the Mena region realize that people from the outside will see the opportunity and come in as well. And they'll be bigger than you oftentimes and they'll want what you have, right? So 
don't just think, well, you know what, there's plenty of fintechs in the meta region. I'm only competing against them. So that's one. But also know this, shares gone global. We're going to um, head to the valley soon. And um, you can too. So there's plenty of opportunities just because of where we're sitting right now, which is almost in the center of the world, to go anywhere you want to. So I would like to thank each one of you today for joining us, for sharing with us your knowledge and insights. It's been very useful, honestly. And I hope that you're leaving us today with at least one new piece of information engraved in your mind. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find our content on Anrami, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Follow us on social media at Step Conference and let's stay in touch.